Again, this is held at the Mediterranean Jazz and Supper Club. 8878 Claremont. Claremont Mesa Boulevard, San Diego, California. Sorry, I just get lost listening to that wonderful smooth jazz. Check it out. D. Lucas is going to be having a new CD release party. This is a great way to get in touch with him. He travels all over the states, everywhere. But smooth jazz is needed and wish you were here. Let him know Jen Eros, host of MutinyRadio.fm, let you hear him here first. It's always nice to hook up some friends and have a good time. Sunday and Modesto. I hope you guys will check them out. 
today. St. Patrick's Day. People out there kissing Blarney stones. I hope you have your sanitation wipes. But in the meantime, let's soothe the soul.
I was so glad to be invited by Aaron Rowan to see Jillian Grassi and her band performing last Sunday over at Congregation Beth Shalom in Modesto. A really great location. They do host music every other Sunday. If you missed it, the next one is coming up in April. Got to check out their schedule. It's going to be their final one of the season. But for Sunday night this week on the 18th, don't forget to check out Moon and Sixpence on 9th Street Modesto. They've got a great lineup tonight. Uh, tomorrow night. We're going to be watching Dirty Cello. Again, where Aaron finds him, I don't know. But right now, he's returning on a flight from Panama. Got to introduce himself to that area with some friends. And uh, can't wait to hear his stories. He's been a guest on our show before here. Helps to support MutinyRadio.fm. If you'd like to be a supporter, don't forget, hit that donate button. We came up a little shy on our last fundraiser, and we'd love to keep bringing you guys all the information that helps your world go round, all the sounds, all the talents around you that otherwise you might miss. We'd hate for that to happen. So give us a ring. Come on by or just go online hit that donate button we're gonna be here as long as you let us uh meanwhile i am just enjoying the fact that so many of my friends are checking in there's a lot going on out there with lucky fest modesto um nobody's quite drunk enough to call me yet so we're not going to have any drunk dials before four o'clock i don't think but they do have over 25 pubs built from the ground up to celebrate one day only 21 and up of course go get your tickets luckyfestmodesto.com and go check it out downtown Modesto. I hope you guys are having a rocking good time. Always good music, always good people, always good friends. So, knocking it out of the park. We're going to be putting up some more music for you. And uh, I want to start this one from the beginning. Hang on one sec. Let's hear some more from Jillian Grassi.
give a lot of love. Julian Grassi, The Woodland Sessions. I hope you guys get any of her CDs. Check her out. Meanwhile, with a little bit of the tunes playing, I'm going to remind you, April 7th and 8th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., over 60 participating artists, Stanislaus Artist Open Studio Tour is back this spring, April 7th and 8th. Mark your calendars. Again, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. What you can do is you get the map for $10. Under 18 is free with an adult. And it has examples of the artwork from each of the artists that are going to be opening up their studios to the public. You can go to, uh, let's see, let's pick one out here. Betty Jean Reynolds still showing at 2409 Sherwood Avenue, Modesto. Watercolor, pen and ink, and over watercolor with touches of calligraphy. Uh, you can get more from each of these artists just by getting one of these booklets, filling out your little card, getting it dropped in for the drawing. And they actually have some specific winners, some prize selections that you can win art from going to this. Get, again, get a copy of your Stanislaus Artist Open Studio with all the maps, introductions to what types of art each of the artists will provide. Uh, there's a drawing entry form under the first cover. To enter, leave this form at any artist studio. No copies accepted. Please write clearly. And uh, this helps maintain a record of attendees in order to keep you up to date on future open studio events. And the wonderful thing about this, you enter to win one of the original artworks pictured on the cover. There's a ceramic vase by Don Hall. There's Beekman's Lavender Farm Watercolor by Barbara Gill. Headland's Path Painting by Henrietta Sparkman. Grape Leaves Photograph by Lorraine Nilsson. And the Sodalite and Silver Pendant and Earrings by Lori Sela. So there's a variety of art available. Many artists to get to know in the Stanislaus County area. Again, 62 artists participating. The booklet is only $10. You can keep it all year. You can go and meet with these artists at any given time that works for them if this weekend doesn't work for you. And remember to support the arts. So, part of the participating sponsors of this event, Missling Gallery, Central California Art Association, where they have art exhibitions, art education, and a community of artists. They have a 2018 show schedule, including some art students shows coming up. If you haven't seen the ones that started March 6th, they go through March 24th. Check it out. Rhythm of the Arts from 327 through 427. Plain Air Exposition is in May through June 1st. Summer Splash Member Show, June 5th through July 6th. Celebration of Fiber Arts, July 10th through October. Oh, wait, sorry. August 3rd. Autumn Art Festival, August 14th through October 5th. Healing Journey is October 9th through November 9th. 
and home for the holidays. It's always a great one to have, especially if you're looking for gifts for people. It begins November 13th, goes through December 21st. CCAA is a nonprofit, 501c3 corporation. Donations always welcome. That's with Miss Lynn Gallery. Central California Arts Association calls it home at 1015 J Street, Modesto. And you can get information from them at ccaagallery.org. Open Tuesday through Friday, 1130 to 5, Saturdays 12 to 4. Also supporting for the Stanislaus County Artist Open Studio Tour would be the Chartreuse Muse Gallery and Art School. You can go to thechartreusemuse.com for information on their events. Modesto has a world-class art, culture, and entertainment destination. For a complete list of all the amazing things happening in Modesto, check out www.visitmodesto.com. Visit Modesto also at 1000 L Street, Modesto, or call 209-526-5588. Lots of support in the community. Also, very glad to have Shelton Lee Flooring, Inc. and Traywin Framery at 5170 Pentecost Drive, Suite 1, Modesto. Uh, they have showroom hours as well as all types of finished floors. SheltonLeeFlooring.com for your flooring needs. So glad to see that they are supporting the arts. And Chella, the plein air artwork, is going to be there. So uh, just a really warm, welcoming event. It includes, even outside of Modesto, you have Oakdale, you have Escalon. Artists from all over Stanislaus County participating in this event. If it's in ceramics, painting, jewelry, you name it. If they can create it, it will be there. Red Tie Arts is doing great things for the Modesto area. Winter Concert Series in Luca Winery's Barrel Room. Summer Concert Series on the Greens at Ripon's Luca Winery. All designed to fund our mission of helping underserved, talented children realize their artistic dreams. Go to www.redtiearts.org. Nonprofit organization exploring, celebrating, supporting, and presenting the arts. All this information is available for a $10 booklet. I'm just saying there's no reason to miss out on the jewelry, the fine art, the experience of getting out into your community and finding out what the artists out there have that can help brighten your life and make it more beautiful. Don't forget Turlock Carnegie Arts Center also is involved. The galleries with changing art exhibitions, music, theater, film, poetry, and more. Creative classes for children and adults. Gift shop featuring works by local artisans. Unique facility rentals for special occasions. Great membership benefits located in historic downtown Turlock. You can get more information by calling at 209-632-5761. Stop by their location at 250 North Broadway in Turlock, California, or email for information at carnegieartsturlock.org. Another nonprofit, they do have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Check them out. Wait and find 
It's Wednesday. It's high noon. We're about to get high here on Mutiny Radio. We're about to get this going and uh, spark up some bowls. Be excited. I am joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. It's been a while. It's been a while. Where have you been? What have you been up to? I was in Kansas City. Uh, you, oh boy, yeah. you went home to visit the fam. Yeah, I did. It was my uncle's 80th birthday. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, and I saw a lot of relatives who I'd seen in a long time. Good party? Good party? Yeah, it was great. And I kind of miss the Midwest. Speaking of nice people, oh. you know, of course you'll run into some, there were some Trump supporters at his party, but Ooh. it's funny, they, th- these white folks come to a black man's 80th birthday party and they're Trump supporters, <gasps> and it was so funny, because I asked my uncle, I'm like, how can they, like, they know you're black, right? <laughs> and he's married to a white black. woman, so it's just like, well, you know, and he's just like, yeah, it's really weird though, right? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's but, I, but I, don't, I can't really believe nice there people. are still Trump supporters. Yeah. I can't believe they still exist. They were, they were really nice people. I did not have any political conversations with them. Nope. You should talk about porn with them, though. I know <laughs> I know how much you love porn. <laughs> I do and I know have. how much Trump loves <laughs> yeah. porn stars since oh, they've all been coming God. out last week about their non-disclosure agreements Ew. with his lawyer and not with him. So they really aren't breaking a conflict of interest. How can by, you sleep with that? How can you? Just, well, you it, do it for money. It's prostitution. It's great. It's, you know... But at the Porn time, is the only thing. Prostitution is illegal unless you film it and then you sell it. Right. And it's porn and then it's legal and you can make money off it. I don't get it. I, I mean, it just. I mean, he's I, he's just so fucking. So, but he can pay for sex and he's the president and everybody's okay with it. Uh, by the way, can I say like, okay, it's Stormy Daniels. That's her name. The she's Stormy the porn star. Stormy Daniels. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty-eight grand is not enough to, for me to be paid off. That's how, grand. That's, all, that's how she got paid off. Hmm. Well, that's not enough back money. Back in the day. You, you can't, that was in 2006. Okay. But you even, even for 2006's time, you can't even buy a house here in SF for 126 right. grand. You, you, can buy, you can buy a house in Mexico for, for that. You can buy a lot of things in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, mm. how was your trip? Well, what I learned about Mexico is that everyone hates Mexicans. Even, <laughs> even the Mexicans hate Mexicans. <laughs> so down there, the federal are pulling over where we stayed. We stayed at the same place that we stayed in December. And this time, the Federales posted at this one area over a bridge, and they were stopping all the, get this, brown people. Oh. They're letting all the white people going through. The brown people in are stopping the brown, in their own country, the brown people are stopping the brown people, pulling them out of their cars, taking, looking at their phones, taking pictures of their license plates, and then letting them go. Or getting their weed or whatever. Basically, it's incredibly hard to get weed in Mexico right now because... So everyone's so worried because they're like, they're trying to keep all the Americans safe now. So the federales are keeping the white people safe. So what they're doing is subjugating their own people. It is crazy. Why does everybody hate Mexicans? They are the nicest. They smile at you on the street. They wave. Everybody says hello. They cook from scratch. They're the most amazing people that are, and they don't even get access to the own beauty of their own land. What's happening now is all of these amazing, like huge building complexes are taking up all the shoreline and making it impossible to get to the beautiful beaches unless you walk through the rich people place. But you can't walk through the rich people place unless you have a room number. So Jonathan and I, we outsmarted them. So we wanted to go in Cabo San Dogshit. We wanted to to go to this, there's this beautiful place. Yeah. So there's 
there's this beautiful place where there's the Pacific side. So there's this Cabo San dog shit has this. It's where the, the all. It's a, a marina where all of the ships come in and the huge thing is parked there. The princess thing and all the white people come and everything's in dollars unless you go like two blocks off of it and then you have the best tacos for nothing. It's amazing. Jonathan and I know we understand Mexico. He speaks Spanish. Anyways, so we're trying to find this really beautiful place that's on the Pacific Ocean and I'm looking at all of the maps and I'm like, there's no way to get through unless we go through one of these resorts. Right. So we walk up this road to this resort and we're following this lady and her kid. And um, I go, Jonathan, just follow the lady and the kid. They'll think we're with the lady and the kid. And they did. But Jonathan hears them say, when they asked for a room number, they said 6402. So Jonathan goes, our room number is 6404. So we walk in and we walk by this beautiful thing and we're trying not to have our mouths open like, it's so gorgeous, there's everything's incredible, it's so palatial. <laughs> and we're walking through and, and they, oh, welcome back, senori, senora. Ah, welcome back. We wave at them. We're walking through, blah, blah, blah. So we walk through and we walk out to where the beach is. And we're like, ah, oh, this is it, the beautiful beach. And we go down these stairs and there's a guy with a clipboard. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, you go into the beach. Great. What, what's your room number? Oh, 6404. Great. So we go down there and there's people with clipboards everywhere making sure uh, on this beach, which is a public beach, but now they've made it. There's no way to get through unless you go through the rich people stuff. So they're basically keeping like the, the Mexicans out, out of their own place. It's crazy to me that that vacation would have made me mad. It was, it was, you know. But so, so we pretended we're like, we're like, we're white. Use when your privilege. Use the privilege. So we like used the amenities and sat by the beautiful pool, and nobody questioned us because we were in room six four zero four, and it was a seven story building. So this, I mean, six four. We're up at the top, so we're obviously rich people. But I, it was crazy. We, obviously, we couldn't afford to stay there, but we're white enough that they believe that we could potentially. Maybe our parents were paying for us. <laughs> wow. So it was different from the couple months that you were there back in December. Yeah, it was. Um, well, so we stay in um, San Jose del Cabo, which is like a really great town. And then you get on the bus. And it costs two fifty, and you can take it to Cabo San Dogshit, and it's nice because you see the arch from the bus, and you get down there. But I then, calling it that. It, well, it. no, because it's it's so catered to tourists and rich people. And we picked up a real estate magazine where you can buy houses for twelve million dollars on these hills. We're just stealing their land. It's like we don't even have enough of our own land to steal. Now we have to go to Mexico and steal their land with our rich, stupid dollars. It just—it's so sad how money is corrupting. You just I mean, see money corrupting things, even in other countries. It's and and then to have the audacity to want to build a wall, right? <laughs> well, so and then and then degrade the Mexican folks, the poor the poor Mexican folks, and they're they are rich in spirit, and they are rich in abilities, and my God, they nobody has a better work ethic than Mexicans. They all. There are no homeless people in Mexico. We, there, there are no homeless people because everybody has a motherfucking job. Or jobs. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wow. move there so badly. And things are really inexpensive. I mean. For now. Yeah, for now. We So when we got, uh, we went to Cabo San Dogship, but we went off the beaten path. We were a couple, and we found this amazing taco place. And it's funny because we walk in there and there's Mexican people eating there. And we sit down and they're like, Mexican guys are like, you found the best tacos in Cabo San Lucas. And I was like, yeah, sure we did. We sit down. We had we had four tacos. They gave us bowls of beans and all of these salsas. We we had two beers and it was 180 pesos. That's ten dollars. <laughs> 
It was $10 for four tacos, two bowls of beans, four or five sauces, chips, chips too. And then I had a carne asada and a fish one, and he had two El Pastor and two Modelo Especiales, 180 pesos. We give him 200, and he tries to give us change. We said, no, here's 20 more pesos for a tip. He's like, oh, oh, gross, thank you. We're like, yeah, what is happening here? I mean, no. crazy. To F, to SF's, uh, <laughs> to break that down on SF cash flow, right. that would be $28. Sure. <laughs> yeah, two beers. $30. The beers, the beers would have been 10 yeah. And then the tacos would have been at least, I mean, even the fish tacos at Rubio's right now are $3.99 a piece. So it would have been, we'll say $4 a taco. So yeah, $16.10. Yeah, with tip, we would have been looking at $28. Oh, Same wow. meal. Same I was meal. just throwing a number out there, but... No, no, you were exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, that, see, that was another thing, too. Like, going back to Kansas City, things were cheap. Ah, yeah. yeah. Like, I... We had like a nice brunch and took my aunt and my brother out to brunch. Yeah. Brunch. And it was like a open buffet with like, you know, the guy made omelets right on the spot and Fuck shit. Yeah. And like there was seafood, Midwest seafood, huh? Oh my gosh. Was it, was it? It was, it was good. It okay. Was, it was all right. It was shrimps. I, I, it, there was shrimps. I stuck with the trout though. Cause oh, all right. more local. Sure. Um, but so, and we drank a bunch of mimosas, everything for all the stuff that we had, everything was $150 for three of us and a bunch of mimosas. Yeah. Cause I had like six, right. <laughs> my mother had four and then my aunt had two and then plus, the, you know, our entree. So 150 sure. bucks, which, you know, here that have been probably 200, yeah, absolutely. 250 bucks. Yeah. Oh God. This it's, place. Yeah. Coming back was, um, difficult. So when we, before we left, we're in the airport and we're like, all right, we're on vacation. Let's have a beer we got two beers at the airport without tip and Jonathan didn't tip because it was so insane it was $24.10 for two beers at the airport at here at SF at SFO I know it was it was like warriors beers what? I know it's like warriors beers it's like what? Oco it's like that was like 49ers beers that was like I know and $24.10, that means that they were $12.05 a piece? I know, I know, I know. Wait, what Crazy. part were you guys at, by we were, the way? We were just in I... SFO with the waiting Virgin America. Okay, oh, okay, I know where oh, you guys. Were you guys at Perry's or... Um, we went this... to the... Laura, it was... Um, it, she's a person from food, Cat Cora's Grill or something. But oh, it was like, I walked we're by there. there and I'm like, we just thought, oh, we'll get, and we're like, oh, they have Lagunitas. We'll get two Lagunitas before we go. We had, no, we were thinking maybe they'd be like nine bucks a piece. Right. So like 19 bucks, we 20 bucks. We'll give them a 20. We're like, eh, we'll give them a 20 for two beers. We'll be fine. We're yeah. on vacation. But then it was $24.10. I was like, oh, my God. It's just the fuck, and the airport shit is bad. Oh, coming back. See, um, we, Marcus and I, we were hungry and we didn't have any food at the house, so we stopped by the cafe. There's this uh, cafe um, in the uh, the uh, Qantas side of the airport. And so, like, Marcus got an Americano. I didn't get anything to drink. I got a salad and, like, a spinach pie. He got a spinach pie. $30. Whoa. And I saw how much my salad was, $13.99. And it was just in one of those plastic containers. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm in, and I Why had to throw the, the spinach pie away because it was bad. It Why was does the airport have a, a tax on it? Who's Extreme taxing tax. the airport? Is it 
a governmental tax? Is it just they know that we're I've never they have us trapped? Is it because is it help does it help pay for the security? Because we have to be inside security when we're there? I just That's don't understand question. where the money's going. Yeah, I, I never looked it up. I've never, you know I, I've always known yeah, why it costs nine dollars to get on BART to get to the airport. There's like a four dollar airport tax. It is pricey to get to BART from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're traveling anywhere, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane. But I do have a habit of like, if I'm going to fly someplace, because I do like SFO's airport, it's nice. I do want to sit and have a Bloody Mary, it's which true. I know I'm going to pay 12 or $15. $15 for you. <laughs> I know. And I swallow I my pride. I know. And I you don't could have buy another a one. bottle of vodka for $15. You can buy the Bloody Mary mix and the vodka. Yeah. It's, and maybe some olives. Yeah. I can't. Um, I, no idea what's happening in this the world. town. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, the question is it life? Is life getting that expensive? It just is. It's, it's, it just is. It is. And then the wages are still stagnant. And mm. if you have health insurance, that's going up. And, you know, oh. you can't get it nice. You can't drink two beers for under 10 bucks. Though I did. Though I did in Kansas City. Oh, Five dollars. Well, but alcohol is cheap in the Midwest. Yeah. I've heard because that. all you got to do is drink. That's all. Yeah. Because how else? I know. How else can we be happiest people? I don't have any idea. I had some so good confused. ass beer for five dollars. Like I had three. That's fifteen dollars. Yeah. Well, that was like so. We spent all our pesos sitting at the out the beautiful outdoor bar and. Um, San Jose del Cabo and we were waiting we got there we took the bus we got there we were waiting and we knew he had time to wait or whatever and so we just were like well we'll just drink up our pesos and so we had about 20 bucks in pesos left and we had five beers and that's I feel like that's great and that that's expensive for Mexico because it was like 110 pesos for 20 tacates so 110 pesos is about 650 oh, so when wow. you go to like a corner store so we were getting uh, 12 Indios, which are a good brown Mexican beer, El Indio. Love it. Uh, it was 145 for 12, so still less than $10 for 12 beers. It was like eight bucks, seven fifty, seven seven eight bucks. You know, I've never been to Mexico. I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting on. Yeah. Oh, go. It's like, great. So I can like spend some money and have a good time. Yeah. And if you're, if people, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go to Mexico, let me tell you, I, Jonathan and I spent, and I'm not even kidding you, all told, with even the snafu at the end, his phone wasn't working when we came back, so we didn't get to pay, have a lift, so we had to take a, a cab, so we had to pay extra money there, but with the cab, with everything, both with even including the $24 beers at the top of our trip, we spent $1,395. Which is? $1,395, which counts. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's it. it. For seven days, seven days for... Airfare, staying in the most amazing Airbnb, all of our food, all of our fun times, all of our bus rides, everything, everything. And we, we, we had want for nothing the whole time. We drank whenever we wanted to drink. We went out to bars. I sang karaoke. We did, we did everything we wanted to do. And we spent less than $1,400. And did you? The $700, so $700, so $100 a day per person, including everything. 
that's what we did. And did you like guys get groceries and cook in the home? Yes. So the Airbnb that we stay at is amazing. And it has this really big kitchen and it overlooks the ocean and it's super oh. gorgeous. And I love cooking anyway. So the first day we got there, we went to El La Comer, which is this big grocery store. And we spent 1,095 pesos, which is basically like 65 bucks. And we had, we actually left them some food. Uh, we went back for more fruit because we, we had a smoothie every morning that would have all the different local fruits. And uh, we had one with, uh, there was a kiwi avocado one I made that was, it's like, it was kiwi avocado pineapple. <laughs> was a great really smoothie. Uh, with, uh, I think, mango uh, yogurt. Anyways, we're making smoothies every morning. So, like, I'd wake up and I'd go in the kitchen and I'd make the smoothies and we'd make a big pot of coffee and we bought a big thing of whiskey. That too. We had a big bottle of whiskey and stuff. So, whiskey in our coffee every morning and we had <laughs> smoothies. smoothies. And then if we were hungry in a little bit, I'd be like, oh, do we want, like, steak and eggs? This was the craziest thing in Mexico that's so cheap. Beef. I don't know why beef is cheap in Mexico, and it tastes so good. We got two uh, New York strip steaks, and they were big, for 44 pesos. Okay, let me do the math for people. That's like $2.50 for two, and they were so good. They were so good, and I used them in all different ways, and I made one of them. I mean, I was crazy. I, I, Mexico is an amazing place. It was like... Yeah, it's it was crazy. Did you check out other than like the you know the twelve million dollar homes? Did you see how much a modest home like if you were yeah. to decide to move there? Did you see we could buy land? So the way to do it, and we saw some different plots. Um, and the closer you are to the beach, obviously the more expensive the plots are. But we saw plots ranging from five thousand to thirty-six thousand. Now the thing is, when you buy land in Mexico, you don't actually buy it forever. You get a ninety-nine-year lease from the government of Mexico, and it's it's sort of one of the one of the only socialist things they do. And it makes sense, is that if you buy the land, you're going to use it in your lifetime, and you can pass that to your kids. But if it's your grandkids. Where's that land going to go? Back to the fucking government or they can buy it again. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if any of those leases have been up since they've started doing that because it was 99 year lease. But like, it's a, right? Like if you buy the land, if you give it to your grandkids, they didn't do anything for that. Fuck them. Like don't if they don't make it. They haven't already made it. If you don't have enough money for them to rebuy it, rebuy the fucking land. You know, like, no. right? Get a job. It's a little bit of socialism. It's like this whole like, your parents were rich, so you're rich. I think that that's one of the things that fucks up Americans is that the people that are born on third base go, well, I deserve it. It's mine, and I deserve it, and I'm entitled because that's my parents did that. It's like, I don't know. I just think that if it was more every man, because I'm like, you know, the every man. I'm like every man for himself kind of thing in socialism. It, it breaks down the field because it makes it so that it takes out what we have with this Trump problem or with, with the 1%. It, it, it just abolishes the 1% because when, when you're born on third base and home plate and when you go to, let's say you did go to, your parents are rich and you went to Stanford and you get out, then your parents have connections that they give you or they can buy, you can buy your way into things because you have money. You know, it's like, the and then struggle you say, is not real. The struggle you. is not real. So you're already in, you're already in, you're already in, you're, you're good. But then we, we laud that we appreciate that with all of our media and the idea of a princess or that you're going to marry somebody rich or if we could just 
wipe the, just a little more socialism. Now, we don't need to go hardcore Marxism right away, but if we could just, you know, put the cap. You don't need to make more than a million dollars a year. Who needs the $12 million homes? I should have brought the book home for you. It is insane. The homes that people are building on these, these fortresses on the mountains of Mexico that overlook all the beautiful oceans and ridiculous cement and all the cement and there and the thing is if a hurricane happens is everything going to be destroyed and then is that because yeah. they can afford the insurance and they, they get their money back anyway it's like but still i mean like <clears throat> that's another thing to think about i like that theory the fact of like you know building a 12 million dollar home knowing god in a hurricane what? zone yeah florida there was a hurricane four years ago that knocked everything out we talked to adrian the guy who runs the airbnb he's like their person who lives there and he's a badass fucking shout out he got deported from here he can never come back to the united states what? he was he was he's from gilroy he wasn't born here but his brother was so half his family is here in gilroy and he can't ever go back he can never see his family in the united states again because he's been deported and he had this five-year thing but they didn't tell him about it where he's supposed to apply for something but he didn't because he didn't know about it and now he can never go back fucking trickery ass and he, he's 30, how long ago was this th- very recently he oh. like nine years or something 37 he lives 37 years in gilroy 37 years and the majority of his family lives there and he can't go back so he told us four years ago there was a hurricane and it was so bad the power was out for a month oh shit a month um there was no electricity no what no water it sounds like puerto rico right now for a month imagine imagine here in san francisco if there was no electricity for a week the white people go crazy it would be chaos people would be running in the street they'd be tearing their hair out people would be shooting everybody with guns people would be peeing on each other i can't use dogs my phone. out the window i can't use my phone can't there would be it would be i would be there'd be they'd be kicking dogs off bridges it would be <laughs> it would be it would be nuts it'd be, but he said the first three days but there was no government. The government shut down. So they were told by the government and the police to loot all the stores because they needed water. They, so the, Mexico basically told them, loot all the stores, but only take the food and the water. And people were, of course, they're taking everything. But, yeah, right, but so right. he said that the first three days, because there was no refrigeration, he got all this meat and a lot of canned stuff and all this water. But the first three days, all he ate was meat because he knew it was going to go bad. And after three days, that was it. And so then he was like eating canned stuff and fruit and trying his best. And But I mean, if you were going to make rice, you had to boil water. So you had to build a fire so it, you could get charcoal. And you, I mean, a month. A motherfucking month. I think I'd be okay, but I think the rest, the majority of San Francisco would fall into chaos. Um, I think the whole city of San Francisco would go to chaos. Yeah. Nuts. I mean, mm-mm. mm-mm. People, this is tech country. We need, ele- they need electricity. Well, we're all tech and we're so reliant on our tech. It's, mm. uh, it's, I hear, That's my oh, phone. okay. I was like, such a cool song. When did that into co- get into Cope? <laughs> Everybody's uh, young Americans. Called. Well, I miss David Bowie too. I, Let's take this moment to remember David Bowie. I miss him. Of course. Oh, and Prince. Well, and Prince, and he, they escaped. They escaped the horrors of of the, yeah of now. What, what is now? Well, I'm having existential crisis because I feel like 
what has meaning anymore? Like I was in Mexico for a week and I didn't think about anything. We lived, I mean, we're frugal, but like I said, we were, we had want for nothing and it was amazing. And it was just, anyway, but I was like, what is like my purpose? And I got all existential and I don't know if it was because I watched so much Rick and Morty or <laughs> if like, I just, I, it was, it was like, oh, I used to have a purpose and that now that purpose didn't feel fulfilled. And now I'm like, oh, I need a new purpose. Yeah. I just don't know how to, I, I'm on a search for meaning. Ditto. Yeah. I, I don't know where to go from here. I, I feel the same way. I feel like it has what I've, what I've done obviously has to have had some meaning cause it's meaning cause it's led me to this place. Right. But I feel like everything I have done hasn't accomplished the goal of a my happiness or b monetary or b society's vision of what success is. <laughs> so I don't know where to go from here, and I kind of feel like I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to not. I want to stop trying. I want to think a lot less. Maybe this is maybe the time less. to travel. Right, this might be a really good time. To this travel. might be the time to travel. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God damn it! Yeah. Damn no, it, you get, get you get. We'll think about we'll think about Bowie again. In fact, what we'll do is we'll look for uh, hot, dirty pee, and the we're gonna we're gonna listen to one of the old songs and see. Uh, well, I mean, the, God, I, I love the Trump one, but. I mean, there were there were a lot of them. We'll see if I can find them. And there's a that there's was from 2017 too. Yeah. Well, we we were trying to figure out what I mean, and and I think they still hold up. It'll be fun to if I oh, can find them to see. We should come where, with some new ones. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we got to do one for the NRA. That's a good. Oh one. my God, the NRA. Um, Steve Mnuchin, the guy that you know, uh, he's this. Uh, Secretary of uh, horseshit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore because I can't Good. even pay attention because it's too. It's stressful and confusing and. It's fucking stressful. Hasn't he already done enough illegal things? Like, can't we just impeach him already? The whole thing with the guns, the children being shot in Maryland, and the yes, child the three, being shot. Yes. The child. The child shot two people, and then the child was shot by the guy that had the gun. Gun. Because yeah. Because now I guess they get to have guns. If I had kids, which obviously I'm not going to, I would homeschool them. I would never let them go well, to a you school. You heard about? Oh, you. This happened while you were gone. Yeah, so the Maryland thing. No, that happened yesterday, and then while you were gone, there was a teacher in um, outside Monterey here um, who he was a ex police officer and he was trained and he was teaching a a, a class, a, a shooting class or whatever. Oh, the guy shot himself in the foot. No, this is a guy that shot up in the ceiling and the bullet fragments hit uh, hit a child. Street. Yeah, in the neck. What? Bullet fragments. Yeah. So just trying to imagine. You were trying to teach gun safety in a class and they hurt a child. <laughs> the irony is very funny. Yeah. And by the way, he sad. was trained. He was ex police officer. Fully so. trained. Well, it's the same. We we saw the video of the guy who was trying to teach kids that guns weren't safe, yes. and he had a gun. And then he said, "See, it's empty," and he shot it. And then he put it down, and there actually was a bullet, and he shot himself in the foot. <laughs> and but then he's trying to play it off like he's okay, but he shot himself in the foot, and the teacher goes up to him and goes, oh, Jesus, because he shot himself, himself in the, the foot. foot. 
And he's like, I'm the only one that's trained and perfect. And it goes off. And I was like, why? It's just... Okay, so in Mexico, the guy uh, who was taking care of Adrian, the lovely fellow, amazing human being, uh, he's explaining, he's asking us actually, he's like, why are kids shooting up schools? He's like, this is not a thing that happens here. This would never... Why is this not just a phenomenon, because that would mean that it happened once, but that it is now becoming... It's a thing. It's It's a constant thing. It's a thing. It's like... um, it's like you could stereotype. It's a trend. It's a trend, and it's something. It's, not, it's a, not a good one. <laughs> no, it's terrible. But and we can look at how we looked at the, we we looked at all the shootings. We can see how they're more and more and more. It's they're happening in the time period is almost like every single time it happens, it halves the time period. Like the half life of it is, it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Shootings. It's not just a year. Like it used to be. Like remember when it was just shoot- Columbine? Yeah, exactly. It was just Columbine. <laughs> it was just Columbine, and then there was a little bit. But you know what it was? After uh, the Bush administration lifted up the uh, assault rifles ban, that's when shit went crazy. So then that was Virginia Tech, and. We went through that whole we went video, through the whole list. video, yeah, and some we forgot. Some we that's forgot. How many that's how terrible it's it been is. since. Yeah. Like we can even go. We're, we don't have to go as far back as we did in the 1940s. Right, right, right. But if we go from Columbine, which is 99, to now, holy shit! Right. There's exponential like, growth. It, exponential yeah, growth. It's, it's like it, it's like a curve that starts to go up, and now it's just shooting up, and it seems like it just becomes. It's like a Superman ride. And then you know, I. The fact of the matter is just like, why does it happen all the time? I'll tell you why. Because fucking Republicans so and Congress. This is so. And, and the NRA terrorist group. So there are multiple factors. So this was us trying. This was Jonathan and I tried to explain, in our words, why. So I'll do it from myself. This is why I think that children in America are shooting up their schools. It starts. Uh, there's it's it's a it's a two-pronged approach it's one parents are uh, lazy and are not parenting their children anymore and they're using media to help parent their children Ah, so I agree with that so there's a there's a two-pronged approach where these two things are coming together and parents can really pay attention to their children it's the joke I have where what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy at the park what? There's no difference. Everyone's on their cell phone. No one's paying That's attention to the children. And the children could be dead right now. Jesus Nobody cares. Christ. Everyone's on their cell phone. That's Even the true. dogs have cell phones. Damn. Even the children have cell phones. Even the children are like, I don't want to go to the park. I just want to look at this thing on a screen. Okay. So we've got... And that's now, but those are the two things that are melding together. But then we've also got parents telling their children that they're perfect, special little angels, even when they're piles of dog shit, when they act horribly, instead of giving them the stink eye or when they scream on the bus, instead of taking them off the bus and saying, that is not the way you act in public, Mm -hmm. they just ignore it and keep looking at their phone. So... They're They're not engaging in the child. They're not engaging in the child. But then when they do engage in the child, they say, you're perfect. You're special. You're amazing. You're a snowflake. And they've got that coming from media too. Anything you want, you can believe, you can achieve, you can do it. Everyone gets a participation trophy. Everything's great. So from this external thing of both parenting and the lack of and media and the pervasiveness of that, you're being told you're special, you're wonderful, you're unique. And then you get in school and you get with real kids and you realize that humans are horrible. Kids are fucking brutal. Kids are brutal. They are brutal. 
brutal. I do not want to go back to my childhood. If you smell funny, if you look funny, if you don't even do anything wrong, if you're too skinny, if you're too fat, if you're too tall, if you're too tall, if you're too short, if you're anything, if you're not invisible, then you're, and people, they will pick on you because they get together with group mentality because they don't understand social relations because they're being taught by screens, which are not teaching them anything. And they're being, they're not being actually disciplined or there's nothing, everything they want, they get. They get it. I want to You're in the, you're in the store. I want a candy bar. I was in the aisle and there was a girl screaming about, I'm like, what the fuck? Don't, you get no candy. When you scream in the motherfucking store, you get nothing. You don't get rewarded for negative behavior. Fuck you. And there's like four adults and they're all just like catering this to this child. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. So there's all that happening. But then they get in school. They get in school and then they realize that people are horrible people. And they get angry and they don't understand. And they're like, fuck it. And they just want to kill everybody. So, and... Guns are easy and they're available and they've been watching all this media and what's been on the media. That kid was disenfranchised and he went and shot up the school and people are like, I get it. So we're, we're responsible for making this happen. I I wish the electricity would go out so we could not have, we shouldn't let children consume. We shouldn't let anyone consume that much media as much as we do. But now I'm, told that I'm crazy because I don't consume media. So it's like, and you people say, well, I, nothing will work unless well, you start here's, consuming media. Well, here's, here's what happens uh, when you consume media and you use Facebook as your personal fucking diary every day. You know what happened with the whole Facebook thing. Now it's oh. nothing. Now it's going, everyone's moving away from Facebook. Well, yeah, you know, because they sold um, uh, some, uh, our uh, data to uh, the people, to the Russians that helped with the election. Look that shit up. They sold our Facebook data to Russians? Or to, or, or to, uh, it was to this group in the UK that worked, I think, along with the Russians. I could be wrong. I think I might be saying the story wrong, but basically. We're just um, putting it in Facebook Russia and we're seeing what comes out. Oh, lots of something. Facebook exit hints at dissent unhandling Russian trolls. What does that even mean? Facebook exit hints at dissent on handling of Russian trolls, meaning the way the Russian trolls were handled, they dissented that there, there's a little, ooh, this is very confusing. That's like a double negative in its own thing. Look up a Cambridge analytical scandals explained Facebook, Trump, Russia, WikiLeaks. This is from Vox. Vox or Vox? Vox, V-O-X, meaning Latin for voice. Cambridge Analytica and its many scandals explained. The firm has close ties to Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon, man. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. (laughs) We have that song. We play that. Worked for the Trump campaign and is now in some hot water. Because Facebook sold our data for millions of, uh, like, I think, uh, yeah, millions of dollars. And I think it was other 50 million users 
to help swing the election because since Facebook knows who you are, they know what you like, they, they know, know your political, you know. Right, they know that I'm a communist, good. Yeah. And they're going to find me. Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, a political consulting firm that did digital work for Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016 has close ties to Steve Bannon and GOP megadonor Robert Mercer, is in hot water after several recent reports have raised ethical and potentially legal questions about its business practices. The New York Times and Observer reported last week that Cambridge obtained private Facebook data, specifically information on tens of millions of Facebook profiles from an outside researcher who provided it to them in violation of his own agreement with Facebook. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Channel 4 News in the UK has posted video in which Cambridge CEO Alexander Nix said his firm conducts dirty tricks such as trying to tape its candidates' opponents accepting purported bribes or sending some girls around the opposing candidate's house. As the, as a result of these reports, Cambridge announced Tuesday afternoon it would suspend Nick's pending an inv investigation. Even before all this, though, Cambridge was under scrutiny in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, both because Nix contacted Julian Assange of WikiLeaks that summer to discuss hacked Democratic emails, and because of a broader question about whether Trump's digital operation collaborated with Russia in some way. And while all this has been going on, there's also been a heated debate in the political world about just what in the world Cambridge Analytica even does and whether it's useful. Are they an ingenious, sinister operation that harnessed big data to power Donald Trump to victory? Or are they, as many who've worked with them claim, sort of a joke or something in between? Before there was Cambridge Analytica, there was Strategic Communications Laboratories Group, SLC Group for short, founded in 93 by a British ad man named Nigel Oakes. It is basically a messaging and PR firm that's done work for governments, politicians, and militaries around the world. Its clients included governments and politicians in Indonesia, Thailand, Kenya, the UK, and elsewhere. Uh, but psych psychographic profiling. Here we go. SLC tends to describe its capabilities in grandiose and somewhat unsettling language. The company has touted its expertise at psychological warfare and influence operations. Mm -hmm. It's long claimed that its sophisticated understanding of human psychology helps its targets and to, and persuades people of its clients' preferred message. Lately, its preferred buzzwords have focused on big data and psychographic profiling. <laughs> Yet articles from Wall Street Journal and Independent on SLC's work circa 99 and 2000 describes what sound like relatively standard political messaging and PR work for the Thai and Indonesian regimes, along with a penchant for secrecy and ethically questionable activities. Uh, placing TV, it's blah, 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 blah. But, but I want to hear about Russia. Uh, GOP, here we go, we got some GOP stuff. Uh, the Mercers agreed to provide $15 million for this project to do so. This project was called Ocean. Openness, consciousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. <laughs> you can take the test here. Um, so they're they're basically trying to take, what, take give our, us the right media. They're, they're taking are they taking our da data from um, like our uh, profiles on Facebook or what have you, and it's being sold. So they're using a lot of psychological strategy to like yeah that, that were political or stories they would use those as a target to swing your vote or you know to basically you know post a fake story about <laughs> right right because my, they're doing yeah. fake news got gotcha. right. right 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 so they know which fake news stories now that makes more sense yeah but the thing is 
we've made our people dumb. Like this has all been a plan. This is uh, since No Child Left Behind, since Bush, which is to make our people so dumb and so when you let your guard down, reliant. Yeah, exactly. That's our reliance upon media to tell us who we are and what we do and that how we consume. Sad. We are all we are. Our number. We are just. It's all about money. We are nothing. How are we supposed to live our lives when everything is nothing? Like how can we create meaning when there's this? When there's fucking stupidity. It's just crazy. And the thing is just like, you know, people, you know, people trust. Listen, I I like social media. I love it. It's fun. I'm not on it every day because I like the real world more. Mm. And, but people trust you know people post things on facebook when they shouldn't be mm. people use it as their personal diaries stupid ass criminals post their crimes up there and then get caught anyway that's funny i mean it is funny that's very funny when i watch judge mathis most of the cases are because of slanderous on facebook or what wow. have you people, i mean really there's a good way social media is not your personal diary to put all your shit up there because it's for everyone and then also too and this is going further to like with myspace which i had back in the day you can't put everything out there for because it will be held against you and i've always felt the government will use whatever you put out there to hold against you or and look what happened now i mean your, your data is getting sold i know but nobody wants my data <laughs> no, my data no. says well, nothing. Dead. You your can't swing. Sp- they can't swing me. Like they can't. Your data special. Yeah. No, I just. I don't. I'm. It's. I'm not special. I just. It's because I. I know how to read. And I, like, I have this thing called critical thought. Like I can read things and analyze whether I think that they're, you know, good or. But not this is like one of the or, tactics that like a lot of the trolls have used to. The trolls. The trolls. No, and the and, trolls. You know what? The trolls came out because when we started doing when I, I started talking a little bit about like the 9-11 conspiracy and um and or it's not a conspiracy when I started posting stuff about that there were people that came out that were like I'm like I think they're paid yeah by the other side to find this stuff and then there to is. comment on it yeah. and to make it bigger and and people make you feel bad about yourself they say the worst There's things, things. The- they say you're stupid I- and stuff and I'm like I'm just saying that from the evidence that I've seen and from the knowledge that I've compiled it really seems like it was a controlled detonation which means that somebody did it and and I'd and I'd like someday to find out who the responsible party was and whether it was the guy the Jewish guy who bought the building doesn't matter that he's Jewish but the rich man who bought the building and knew that it needed to be retrofitted for asbestos on from floor 64 up you know or you know there was they'd used asbestos in half the building and they knew they had to get it out and it would cost so much you know so all that stuff and that, that he got the payout, he got the insurance payout that doubled because they said it was, he said it was two buildings and he fought for that. And it was actually three buildings. And then fall apart way far away that had all the paperwork that would have all the, I mean, there was so much information that blew up because now everything's digital, but all that information was from before everything was digital, before everything was in the cloud. So it was real. They blew up a building of hard evidence, basically. They blew up. I'm curious to know what the trolls said. Okay. Oh, the trolls said on my stuff. Yeah. What, like, what did they say? 
Like, oh, uh, about, oh, they just said I was stupid, stupid, stupid. Dumb, yeah. dumb, 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 dumb. It's easy to Here's find them now. Proof. This is real proof. Blah, 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 blah. Isn't it easy to, like, find out that you're a troll? Like, because I, I would get into it with people. Like, uh, I remember I got introduced into it with some, like, during the Michael Brown thing. And I'm just mm. like, it was really heated. But now I'm like, uh, when I post things on YouTube or, you know, add a comment, I, I, always, I always know who's trolling because it's always the ones that don't know how to spell. Uh-huh. Um, can only say like this is this is fake news you're an asshole and i'm right, like right, is that right, all right. you got or they, you- they say like you're the dumbest person ever yeah and i'm just like give me something can you can you throw something a little bit with logic it's so funny they he, god i hate i can't even see him on the side of things this is as russian connection the emergence of krogan st petersburg connection comes as relations between moscow and the west plumb to new lows Kogan, a U.S. citizen, uh, born in the... Oh, it's... You know, this is funny. It's not actually... It doesn't want to let me read this thing. It keeps popping up. It, it's like, they really don't want you to uh, know Be what's informed. going on. <laughs> Facebook and UK political consultant, they sued in data storm. Okay, so basically, the shit's hitting the fan because... But that's so. What's gonna happen out of all this? That's that's the question, right? That's so. Does we don't have happen? any? We don't have the responsible adults in the room right now. So we'll just let all the dictators and all the assholes have their fun day. And and push the red button when um it was Trump said something about he's he uh, the the death penalty and drug oh, cases. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm Doing like, the Duterte. Duterte. Yeah. yeah. And he supports that guy. He even said, he, like, I homie. support that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He likes dictators. And I'm just like, so you, that, does that mean that you're going to kill all the doctors and people at the pharmaceutical right, company? Right. Because I think, <laughs> I, found, I found that statement really funny because I, I was thinking, this nigga thinks that this is some homeboy on the corner selling some smack when it's actually, no, it's Dr. Bryce Watkins. So here, Trump wants the death penalty for drug traffickers. He's got it. This is very sad. This is from NBC News. This is like, Trump wants the death penalty for drug traffickers. He's got it. Capital punishment is authorized against those who run a continuing criminal enterprise involving large quantities of drugs or that brings in $20 million over a one-year period. The death penalty for $20 million. He's... It's not going to, it's not going to happen. Legal analysis. President Donald Trump said Monday that one way his administration will combat the opioid crisis is by increasing criminal penalties, including seeking the death penalty for drug traffickers. You know, okay, so here's the thing, though, (laughs) that I heard about. um, We were talking to some Canadian who's lived in Mexico forever at a bar, and he was saying that the way that the cartels work in Mexico is they won't, like, they send... They basically send girls and young people up to the United States with tons of drugs on them. And they say, if you don't take these, we're going to kill your mom, your dad, your brother, your entire family. If you don't take these drugs across the border. And they're like, but I could get killed. And they're like, so now if they're saying they're going to kill drug traffickers, that means that people who are coming across the border 
are going to get they're killed. They're going to get shot here. because they're. But what if that's the thing? Is we don't know. What if that's a young person who's forced into doing it? It is. By a lot else? of we the young kids. A lot of the young kids and um, women that are, you know, that have to do these the jobs for the cartels are forced into it. It's they're not. Forced it's, into it. They're yeah. not like. Gee, I've always. Wow, my whole life I've always wanted to run drugs across the border for you know some of them. I, <laughs> maybe. But I mean. I, I, but the, the but, concept of this basically we're saying is. Let's just shoot. Uh, it's yeah. We could get rid of the opioids if we just killed the drug dealers. Yeah, war on drugs, part three. Right. Didn't work the first time. It yeah. It. I'm not worried about this, honestly, because he's got too much shit going on for him to even try to do any policy on this. And well, he's got to do some. He's there not, needs to have some policy on the opioid crisis. But the problem is that because even, he's a Republican, he won't give money to rehab centers. Like what we could yeah. do is put money into the you know we into get, safe injection sites, into rehab centers, into mm-hmm. how about not prescribe opioids for things yes, that don't need to have opioids prescribed. How about penalize those companies and doctors who overprescribe yeah. for these opioids? Yeah. Oh my God. So our buddy, wow. we have a comedian buddy who recently had some surgery and I said to him, Hey, watch out for those opioids. And he said, I didn't take, he didn't take any of them. He just took ibuprofen. That's he was sick. like, I don't want to get hooked on it. I'm just not going to take it. My friend himself. who, uh, he <laughs> ended up having to get an MRI. He, he, something went wrong with his back and the doctor asked him, did he want to any oxy? He's like, I don't want to get hooked on that. And the doctor's like, you know what? I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave him some other kind of, uh, like, uh, Tylenol. I think it was Tylenol. Yeah, Tylenol yeah, 3 has a little yeah. bit of codeine in it. It's no big deal. Like, yeah. The thing is, you just need a, me- you need, what you don't you, what you need yes. less what you need less of is the opioid and what you need more of is the anti-inflammatory so if you could if you could just smoke pot and Duh. then use a topical use like a an anti- a THCA balm on yourself for you know internal and external reduction of inflammation that's all you need pain is inflammation that's what it is and I can understand like if you're in the hospital and you had like some like really extreme surgery or what have you yeah. and you, you need like something like while you're in the hospital that is yeah you go you go bing and you press the little button right and they that way they you. can control they can yeah. control your There's intake nurses. or what have you right rather than like well here's a whole box of oxycontin for you to take home make sure, sure you use it pr- properly yeah come on because now. we know that we as <laughs> americans we are gluttonous and we over imbibe that's the thing is media isn't bad but it's bad when it's everywhere all the time all consuming you know marijuana okay i do smoke it all the time so that's not fair uh <laughs> but there's if just a moderation, people, and and now and then once you can't tell it. I've watched enough intervention <laughs> to know. There's new seasons. I oh my god, I know. <laughs> oh, there's this new one. Okay, it's so good. It's, it's the heroin, the heroin triangle. I know it's north. <laughs> it's in we, Georgia, northwest or northeast of Atlanta. Right. There's a triangle and. Marriottville. You know what? And I watch my kid. I don't know what, what, what went wrong. And it's like, well, now they're on drugs and they don't give a fuck. 
They don't give a fuck. The one, the one girl and her boyfriend, and the guy was like, he was oh like, well, mom, man, 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 you're always bitching at me, and that just makes yes. me want to do more drugs. Exactly. You bitching me, it just oh makes my God, me that one made me so like, mad. And the, the mom is just taking it. She I'm just like, and he had the like, he had the girlfriend living there. Girlfriend living there, and there. I just expected you to clean the house. She's like, all I asked you to do to live here was clean the house. And they're like, you bitching at me makes me want to do drugs. You're a fucking bitch. Yeah, it was. I, I was, wish I could uh, call my mom a fucking bitch. It was a beautiful that yard. <laughs> if you're gonna, you're getting high again in my house. What, mom, why don't you kick the motherfucker out? Oh, and I like the first couple uh, that had the kid, but the mom was watching the kid. But they went to rehab. I think it was the second episode when they went to rehab. Well, I watched yeah. those and I loved. It. Actually, this is this is funny. I mean, this is a personal story, but those were some dusty ass be. white folks, though. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so I had I. It was like being on an episode of Intervention, but. I mean, and maybe old dumb face will call in one time and tell us the story from his own perspective. But, uh, so I made a bad, de- I made a poor decision. I, I, being Pam Benjamin, I feel like I have a lot of responsibility to a lot of people and I try to always maintain my responsibilities. And sometimes I make the wrong choices in respecting those responsibilities. I was dog slash house sitting, uh, a couple weekends ago and a lovely sweet dog and I was staying there and it was great and I and I do it and I love being there well we had a, it was a Friday we had a show here it was fantastic Jonathan and Steve so Steve was staying here because he was gonna stay with he stayed with my cat while we were in Mexico and he worked at Jonathan's job blah 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 so they went to Bender's and I was here and then they came here and they were pretty drunk well Jonathan brought a bottle of whiskey and I said I don't want to drink because I'm trying to be a good example and we don't have alcohol here at Mutiny Radio. And so I, as the leader, do not want to have that bottle of alcohol. So he put it away. But he went off to skateboard hockey. Now, before he left, Steve Poggi said, oh, there's a bottle. So what I didn't know is that Steve had already had like three beers, two shots, and a bottle of Taka Vodka. Oh, shit. Well, Jonathan gives him the bottle of whiskey and then leaves. Oh. He thought that he was going to give it to Alyssa to put in a flask somewhere. Anyways, so Jonathan should have, the bottle was my bottle. I should have put it away somewhere else and had it later or used it another time. But it ends up in Steve Poggi's hands. Oh, shit. He says to me the next morning the last thing he remembers is talking to John Gallagher outside and then blackout we can listen we can listen to it it's actually hilarious if we listen to the set it's he's so drunk he has no memory of this whatsoever so when he performed he was super drunk he was so drunk right so then the show is over I can't get him out from in front of here. He's being so loud and he's just screaming and being insane and falling over. And Alyssa Westerland's like, I'll take care of him. I'm like, you're never going to get him back to Oakland. You're never going to, it's never going to work. I cannot let him go with you. And then Keith D is like, I got him. I've been in this state before. I'm fine. I got this. I know what this is about. And I'm like, uh-huh. I can't leave my friend with Keith D. He's good. He's going to get police are going to find him. He, this has happened before. He's woken up in the hospital with bills and being oh, maced. Yeah, yeah. And he's been mugged. Things happen to him when he gets this drunk. So I know he's this drunk and That's I'm your, not, and he's, he's my, I feel like this time he's my responsibility, right. but I'm also dog sitting and I'm at this house. Oh shit. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, uh, I've got to have the responsibility to the dog. 
So, but also this house is airbnb downstairs. Oh, shit. Okay, so I think, okay, I can't let him go to my house because he'll never make it on his own. I have to take him there, and I don't even know if I can take him there, okay? And Jonathan didn't either. Jonathan, he had just come back from street hockey, and he, when he finally showed up, I'm like, thank God, two of us can handle this. <laughs> right. Oh, so sh- even getting him away, we're like, okay, we're going to get to Jonathan's car. Because that was like, okay, we're going to get Jonathan's car. And Alyssa and Keith, you're like, let's go to Bender's. And I'm like, I'd love to go to Bender's. I'd love to have a drink. But now I'm dealing with this drunk asshole. And I've got to deal with the situation. So I'm like, when do I get to have fun? When do I get to have fun? I haven't had any fun. Everyone's having fun. Now I'm dealing with Intervention Boy. Who keeps falling down on the ground, running into things. He almost got in a fight with a homeless person. He like kicked a homeless guy on the ground. I know. Oh my. He's like, what do you want to talk about this? This is all on the street. So finally... This we is get whiskey. him right. So then we get him in the car. I have to put his seatbelt on. He keeps trying to take his seatbelt off. He keeps throwing things at Jonathan, who's driving. I'm like, okay, I have to make a decision. I'm like, do we go back to my house and do I just say fuck the dog, or do I try to do I take him back to the house? And I was like, okay, he's going to pass out. I'm going to take him back to the house oh, because I can watch him because I didn't feel, I felt like if I, even if I would have taken it back to my house, I'd have to stay there. So I wouldn't get to go deal with the dog. dog. I just would have been like, okay, fuck the dog. And that's what I should have done. I should have said, fuck the dog. The dog is going to be fine. I'll just be there at nine in the morning. Yeah, Everything's really. going to be okay. I should have gone home. But instead, oh fuck, no. So we get in the car, we buckle Steve in. He takes his seatbelt off. We have to pull over again. I have to rebuckle him into the seatbelt. Okay. He's screaming, blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. We get to the house. He's on the street. He starts running up the street. I'm like, Steve, God damn it. Get your ass in here. So I bring him inside and then he he's so loud he ended up he so anyways the, the downstairs airbnb like he peed all over some stuff but i cleaned it all up what no no but that was downstairs they didn't even know that he peed in the bathroom and he missed the toilet so he peed everywhere and i cleaned that up but he was really loud so it was like 11 from 11 to 12 30 we finally got him upstairs and but he was still being okay so the airbnb people called in and said that it was unsafe and they were worried there was this incredibly drunk person upstairs and because it was loud after it was like 1105 that he came in and was started being loud and I was trying to keep him quiet I trying and trying oh, no. and it was like so I finally got him upstairs but I guess they could st- even though it was like three stories below they could still hear him upstairs and he was being just crazy and but I I thought he was going to fall off the balcony. He was like completely unsafe. He needed like full on. He was complete blackout. He was totally belligerent and he needed like 24 hours. It was like total intervention without the cameras the whole time. So then in the morning, I get a text from the people that are on vacation. They're like, we just got our first negative Airbnb review ever. We have to refund all their money. We have negative reviews. We have to do all this stuff. And they're on vacation. So their vacation is ruined because they have to deal with this stuff that I caused. But I was honestly, like, I was completely sober. I should have said, fuck the dog. But I was trying to be responsible for everything. Did you curse his ass out the next morning? No, I was just kind of like, I almost... I, I didn't know what to do. I, I kind of looked because we were going to Mexico and he was going to take care of Spike. But then I was like, do I trust him to be here in my house? Like he can't drink. So I was like, oh, should I look into finding another cat sitter? I didn't know what to do. But I mean, I, I'm, 
I just was, you know, I haven't like yeah, yelled that, at him or anything, but, but I've just been your, really disappointed. So yeah, I lost, job. but I lost that job. I have to give him the key back. I didn't make that money for the weekend. I had to give him the money back and I felt like I even owed him more money. I'm not giving him any more money, but I felt like I owed him even more money because they had to refund the whole Airbnb you, from the other you, person. You should curse his ass out. Well, I know. I just, <laughs> I just, I was, I think that just me just, being super disappointed was just even, it's like, I mean, I was really, really just, disappointed like, and upset. Come on. Now you fucking with people's money. I know. I know. He fucked with people's money. And so I didn't get no, paid. No, not, not you. Oh, no, no. Other people. I know. So That's well, what I'm first, saying. Like, but three people's vacations were ruined. Like the lady downstairs with the child who had an unsafe Airbnb experience because there was a belligerent drunk guy upstairs. Steve. Yeah. But, and then the people whose house it was because I made the wrong choice, but that was still, it's not his responsibility that I made that wrong choice. I should have fucked the dog and brought him back to my house. But he shouldn't have got that belligerent. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, too. and then and it goes back to Jonathan. He shouldn't have gotten that extra bottle of whiskey. I mean, but it's, I mean, it's all of our fault, but there, but there's, but uh, no, I, I, I think this but is old Steve's dumb faces because he doesn't this know when to stop drinking. And then well, let's listen to this. You guys will love this. You'll love this. It's a hilarious. Um, four, uh, uh, three down. Oops. Okay. So this is from March 9th. It's at the end. It was so crazy. Let's get to the last, to the end part. La 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 la. Uh, play. Oh. <laughs> is this Brooke? Brooke was very funny. I I went. I'm an, I'm an optimist. It was Valentine's Day. I am very painfully single. I used to have a boyfriend, but he. Okay, Brooke was Brooke was very funny. This has got to be Steve, right? Could you could you blow on some of these? Yeah, I mean, I. Wait, let's go back. Let's go back, find out what? where it starts. We have a set. Ooh. <laughs> okay, wait, uh, let's try here. Slay daddy! <laughs> Something, like, it's, it's kind of like when people explain to me the different breeds that are in there. We're, well, it will, uh, this is like, Brooke oh, talking, and then we're gonna, so, corgi. so, uh, let me set this up for you. Let me set this up for you. So, Steve, Steve is here, also for he's back call. here, he's Rock outside, and he's um, being loud outside, and I'm like, oh, fuck, and we actually had an audience, we actually, this is the funny thing, we actually had, like, we made, like, a hundred bucks that night, there were ten real people in the audience, people were laughing in the background, you can hear him. Brooke had a great set, I had a great set, I did ten minutes before Brooke, and that was great, so at least, yeah, at least they got me and Brooke. People, some people came late, so they got me and they got Brooke. Those were good. And then I was supposed to give Steve a bunch of time, but then, and he doesn't even remember going up on stage. So this is all very crazy. Thank you for letting me have this set, even though I walked in at literally the last minute. Um, I will wrap it up. I feel like politics is going to be the end of us all, so politics will also these, be the end of my These set. are really good uh, jokes, Brooke has. Do you, my, my family's very conservative. My dad watches a lot of Fox and Friends. I know. He asked me if I wanted to watch it with him, and I was like, no, thank you. I already have a white noise machine. <laughs> I think it's crazy that Trump accused President Obama of wiretapping him because nobody would look at Trump and be like, I'd tap that. <laughs> do you guys know what emo music is? Like, yes. yes. Do you think that if Paul Ryan blasts enough emo music out his office windows that taxes will start just cutting themselves? <laughs> That's me clapping. And lastly, I just I want to say that I hope that the Dream Act beneficiaries, like someone who's going to be deported possibly under DACA, takes Donald Trump to court because I want to see a court case called Alien versus Predator. <laughs> I'm Brooke Hennigan. You guys have a great night. Give it up for Pam. That's a good one. Brock!
Brooke, that was great. Brooke, you're so awesome. She was dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff. Hey, uh, I call my uncle Daddy. You call him Daddy. You don't call him. You don't call him Dad. You call him Daddy. Just kidding. Uncle Tom was Uncle Tom was a good guy, though. Oh my God. Yeah, no, he was my Uncle Tom. Was a good. He had long hair and he used to smoke pot. Loved him very much. Anybody? You guys look like pot smokers. Anybody ever smoked so much pot that they uh, forget how their own shower works? <laughs> Have you done that? You're like, hot, cold, I can't do it! Am I, I'm, it's like Airbnb in your own home. Like, I'm a guest in a hotel. Uh, your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh. He is, or, or cry, we're not sure. What did, who did you bring in? I hope it's not the cops. Okay, God, God, God bless it. Okay, everybody, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to see. Put your hands together for Steve Poggi. Thank, thank you for clapping and not knowing who I am. Right. Grab this attractive young woman. Oh. Could you could you say that again, honey? Oh, ow, ow, no, ow, oh no, ow. some of these yeah I mean I, I know you no. you're creative no. and you're an artist no. uh, could you just <laughs> could it, could it, he's asking like, know, to blow on something in his hand but round there's nothing of applause there. for teeth and the vagina Because that's what Frodo would have first off fight, but <laughs> we before you get Frodo, yeah, you, you have problems getting Frodo. Oh, it's great. You slay, daddy. I'll slay that, daddy. You know what I'm saying, dog? Hey, plus one slay, daddy. Look, uh, Plus how do you daddy. feel about getting deep throat by Frodo? Oh, man, I don't feel anything about it. But he's got a plus one sleigh daddy. Oh, God, I'd, I'd eat the dick. I would just eat the Boom! Dick. He eats the dick! <laughs> Frodo eats the dick! Oh we have a plus one sleigh daddy. Does anyone have a plaid shirt to turn it off? Yeah. I got a new shirt. You do. Do you feel like it has a mystical enough abilities to turn it off? Yes. Anything you own? Yeah. All right, we'll stand up. I think he, I'll tell you what I think. Uh, yeah, he beats you. How about that? Plus one slate. 
Whoosh! Whoosh! Snake eyes! Oh no! You could not have been a more anti <laughs> defrauding a rack. I'm not going to defraud. We have a guy with pajamas yeah. <laughs> and vodka. <laughs> hey, hey, remember you? Yes. Remember how you were great? Are you trying um, to play Dungeons and Dragons with them? Hold on, we gotta talk to Pam Benjamin. Freeze! I just, are you trying to play Dungeons and Dragons with the audience? Maybe, do they not know what's happening and that's why they're, conf they're confused? Did I ruin the joke? A lot of people... <laughs> Know what's going on with Dungeons and Dragons? A lot of people. Did you have some good stuff? Well, go fuck yourself. Because we have some dungeons and some other people we're not going to talk to. You seem pretty scared and simplified. Wait. Am I? Hey, friend. What do you feel about what's going on? We have a set of adventurers, and you have to... Dela Cobe, is that a real word? No. <laughs> These people are witches. <laughs> this person might be too. What do you believe to come true? Many things. My Could you wait while I stepped established establishments? Sure. What does that mean? Oh, no. don't know. Could you add it? So fairies! Fairies! Could have a good storyline, right? Like what? Just shut the fuck up and agree with me. How about that? How about that? You ever had a problem on Mutiny Radio? Well, you do now, motherfucker. How about that? Everything seems great. Do you have a situation? They asked me not to answer. We have a side series of He's Not Great. But it happens. We have, we we have comics, and I'm I'm the fucking I have illusion logistics, <laughs> and we have storylines. A lot of people deny you don't know as anything from anything, but they might be great. Who are you to judge whether or not? They might be great. You know what? You know, you know what? We're at a 7-Eleven. And I, and I challenge you, promiscuously, 
and she she might have a great talent and she might have a great foe foe just putting out there again for talent <laughs> so confused <laughs> It's not this guy, you can clap. Come on, man, what are you? Come on, clap. Come on, clap for Alyssa Westerlin coming here right now. My friend, your foe. He's so wasted. Hey, he has no memory hey, of Ben, what do we do if the horn just sits there? What? <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. Man, have you guys heard about Chris Canaster? No. Well, I bet if Alista Wonderland came up here to the stage. Okay, okay, okay. I will, I will. Would you, would, could, could you fucking join up with my team atmosphere? Right, I get it now, I get it. No, sit over there, okay. sit over there. No one's jerking off to you. Well, how do you like popcorn? <laughs> and I've got five cents of popcorn. You, you should come up here right now. Like when I, I'm just, I, yeah, yeah, no. I, hey, look, you, you have a lot of things you suck at. You fucking mother, okay? Audience member, I said no, okay? I may be tripping on his fucking, I said, I, I said no audibly. I said no assertively. This fucking, <laughs> this, this asshole hurt me. Yeah, we're going to give it back up to Pam, and because Pam does this shit. I'm just taking it. Tonight, you guys, I want you to know, I was a willing prop. That was consensual propage. Okay, no, I didn't suck his dick or anything. I just, uh, I, I was a mannequin, and uh, he's paying me. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> The best of <laughs> there we go. So, that was a mess. That was a hot fucking mess. Right? Oh, dumb face. I, I still would curse him out. Okay, though. so that happened, and we have the, the auditory remembrances of it. Oh, man. And that, that after that, we fought with him for hours trying to get him in the car and out of the car and around and all this stuff. And then it all, and I finally thought, okay, he went to bed. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. But then I started getting texts about the Airbnb being pissed, and I was like, oh, How my God. I have so much zen for that. I would have... Because I used to teach junior high and I used to deal with emotionally disturbed children and like... I had to, I had to kick a friend out recently because she was acting belligerent and not making sense. Well, the thing is that he's he's been unsafe like that in the past and when it's happened. So the last time he got mugged, it was I felt like it was my fault because he walked one direction and I thought I didn't... All of a sudden he just disappeared. And I didn't know that he was that drunk and I didn't... And so he ended up getting taken advantage of by somebody and they gave him a huge... They beat him up and they 
took his wallet and his phone and and um and I felt terrible because you and, like, and he woke up in South City somehow he took a cab to South City but he had no money and some guy helped him out I have no <laughs> idea how it all shook down but he came back in the morning and he was like had a black eye and it was really awful oh dumb face I hope you're not drinking but that's the thing it's just it's like it's it's like it's weird for me because I really love drinking and lately I haven't been able to well I used to I don't think I've ever been like that. No, that's dangerous. Right. I don't think I get, like, dangerous. And where I drink, people usually take care of me. So, like, because everyone knows me where I drink. I don't, like, go to random bars where I don't know anybody. Like, I mean, but you also... I've seen you hammered and yeah. that's but I'm that's I'm, not, I'm happy like I just kind of sit there silently and smile he usually was mixing his liquors too he was, yeah he was mixing ooh, whiskey brown, and vodka and ooh, brown and, and, and yeah. wine ooh, ooh. Yeah, and beer there was beer in there too oh. but that's it, it was it's one of the reasons why I'm so glad that there's no more alcohol at mutiny radio because <laughs> I can't handle that shit anymore. Yeah. I just can't. That I mean, shit will get you in trouble. Like, well, this guy That shit could have gotten me in serious trouble here. Yeah, like dealing, just even on the street, him trying to like get at it. Like he was throwing things. Jonathan was like, don't touch me. He was like, you cannot touch me when I drive. And it's true because like you can't fuck with the driver. And Yeah, he's putting you guys in danger. Like doing that, throwing yeah. shit at Jonathan while he's driving. And you're trying to yeah. buckle him up. I know, with pulling over and doing all that, it was. You need to curse him out. Well, no, I just, um, I think he knows that I'm, and I just played it. He, I don't, nope, I know he doesn't listen to this, but if he did, I made, I made him listen to that the next morning. I made him listen to awful that. awful though, didn't he? He was just like, he's like, I just can't believe. And I was like, so everything that happened at the house happened after, he's like, I don't remember any of that at all. I know he apologized. Yeah. Yeah. I still curse his ass though. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's just been, it's one of these things where like, I and I hate to make this to be I feel like such a selfish person and I feel like I'm playing this Jesus murder role and I hate doing that but I feel like I really am so supportive of so many people and like uh, I have I've counted I have five friends uh, I have you that I can count on I have Yay. you I have Suggest I have Jonathan and I'm not I'm just ordering it whatever order I mean everyone's she but, doing so you Suggest Jonathan the good doctor, Katie. Um, you know, Steve Pochi's in there, but the thing is, he kind of, he was in there, but then he kind of like, but then he, he stayed with my cat for a week. So, you know, it's great. But I really like, I know I can't count on him because he can get to that place. But, yeah. and can we all, is it that when I get that drunk, I just don't do crazy shit? Well, or you're not ruining people's vacations yeah. and you know what kicking a homeless guy yeah it was um bad. throwing shit at the driver so you can all crash and die right um being an absolute imbecile outside of the station where you could get in trouble right absolutely um going up on stage and acting like a jackass well and I got what he was eventually I got what he was trying to do he was trying to play mm-hmm. but he was just too drunk and it just wasn't, it was wasn't, sloppy it was sloppy it was sloppy so did I name all five yeah that was that was, <laughs> that was five I mean, he's still a pussycat. I, Steve, you need your ass cursed out. Yeah. But I know, but the thing is, I know he has remorse. So, yeah. I'm going to still put my foot up your, in your ass. Yeah. 
You, who, you know, how old are we? I, we I know. He just turned 33. Too. We don't mix brown and white together. Right. That is toxic as a motherfucker. And yeah. Beer. It's either no, he just turned 34 or 33. He turned 34 because Jonathan 34. turns 33 this yeah. year. But so like I said, you are in your mid-30s. You yeah. know better than that. That's like me doing the same shit. He just, I, and I, I guess I, I don't know, I just don't drink like that anymore. Oh, I my know. gosh. We, we, you grow up, you grow out of things and you, and you have shit happen to you too. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, I'm sorry about, see, once you start fucking with my money, then we have a problem. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, it's just like, it's one thing to be out and about and you get, well, actually, you it's should just, get that. You should get that. It's responsibility. But the thing is, I felt responsibility to my friend. You didn't I couldn't want anything about. Yeah, I would do the and, same and thing. I, and in the past, it, I mean, the last time that happened was when he got mugged. He walked off and he got mugged. And I, right. I, I mean, he just like I just lost him for a second. But he was so drunk. I just thought, I thought, oh well, he'll just right. go back to my house. We're in the. T- I, I didn't even know really where he went or what. I was kind of like, oh. Right. Anyways, I didn't take care of him, and I, I should have stuck with him. And, and I, didn't I, I totally bad. understand that, because I'm with you on that. Because like I would, that happened to him when he was that intoxicated the last time, I, and he got mud. I would have been like, you know, no, you're coming with me. Right. Yeah. I you couldn't know. leave him, and even when other people were like, I'll take, I was like, I don't think you can take responsibility for this. But option one, you should have fucked the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just I but I chose wrong and and the bummer is that I was totally sober so it means that I make poor decisions whether I'm drunk or whether I'm sober. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I made a bad decision because I made a bad decision, not because I'm like because I was wasted or inebriated or messed up in any fashion. Right. I just make bad decisions. <laughs> so there we go. So that was fun. That was um, the intervention. Yeah, it was my own intervention. But so yeah, these past couple of weeks have been like. Damn it, my dude. own sort of intervention where I I don't know I just I don't know what I, I don't I don't feel like giving anymore because I feel like everybody's taking and even right now I'm getting all of these so I posted online two dollars I said open mics are changing at mutiny radio thank for you for your physical support of the space but moving forward we need your financial support as well we'll be charging two to five dollars sliding scale for stage time thanks for supporting the space that sports you Joe Gorman said bad comic need to pay more step up your game to save dollar 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 and Jesse Hett said yikes I mean well, yeah. what's $2? What is $2? I gave three. Yeah. But I'm not even doing shit. No, I mean, seriously, the lights got to be on. It, you know, we, we need, we need the electricity. Right. I don't, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with that. Honestly, I don't. I don't $2 either. is... It's not like... I feel like it's a pittance. Listen, if you can spend like $8 on a cup of coffee... That's what I say! Or some cold-pressed coconut water. People yeah. spending $9 <laughs> on cold-pressed coconut water. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the coconut comes out of the water. What does it make it cold? You, you don't know. There's no heat involved at all. You open a coconut and pour out the stuff. You could pay $1.24 for it, or you can pay $9. Like, it just makes me crazy. Like, you, you'll you pay $9 for that, but you won't pay $10 to see... A amazing comedy here like <laughs> it's only fucking two dollars dude yeah i mean we live in the most expensive city in the fucking country 
Yeah, and, I mean, and, and we're I all just, struggling here. We're all struggling. We well, all need help. What it comes down to is that a lot of people, it's an open mic and we don't sell anything here. At a bar, you would spend $2 for a beer to be a good person. I mean, I guess some people don't even do that. I mean, because maybe they don't have $2 beers or whatever, but they would $2? Still buy a drink. They would still buy a drink. Something. They're, don't they? I always buy a drink. I mean, they support the place. When there's brainwash, people would buy drinks yeah, and shit. Sure. Some people wouldn't. Some, some comics think that they should get everything for free all the time, but the thing is, this place costs money and time, and it's difficult to keep open, and I... It's two dollars. Shit for free. Because it's my time running the board, having the space. Like, it's two dollars. You're getting heard on the airwaves. Two dollars. I know. Live streaming, all this stuff. So, whatever. But if people don't want to support it, and if they don't think this place is important, then that's what they think. And I mean, I can't change people's minds because I'm not an because I don't have enough social media to do that. I mean, and I can't afford to pay to have people. I, I, all the, I know we're media, but I'm like, we're good media. Or maybe we're not. Maybe we should. I, I don't know. Are you listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> this is your plea. I don't even know what this is anymore. I don't have any idea. I'm so lost. I have no idea. Are we doing a show right now? This is live. This is oh. Everything, all this is going to tie together because it always comes full I circle. Mean, I just don't know how to make money. Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars at a time. I'm such a little communist. I'm like, I'm not asking for much. And I've given a lot for many years. And I'm finally saying like, guys, just, just a pittance. Just two bucks. We ain't got nothing to sell other than this lovely art. Nothing. Yeah. Buy the art. Jesus Christ. I'm buying that piece from her that lights up. That's the gun with the knife on it. That's awesome. That says bang. Badass. Jenner Davis says the art up right now. Uh, it's Stand Up Tragedy 2018 work by Jenner Davis. Nice. Uh, the, the gun Pretty with dope. the knife that says bang and lights up. It says it's called Arms Race. But I bought it. It's mine. When you take it out? Uh, after her art show after comes down. Yeah. But come by Muni Radio, everybody. I'm just, I'm torn between this thing of being like, so do I have a different life dream? Is it is this is is this place the albatross? Wait, well, is this place the albatross around my neck that's hanging me down from like truly being happy? But then what if I let this go and I and then I find and then I'm like, oh no, I missed. I shouldn't have let it go. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I don't regret. You don't know my, which way to go. I, well, I don't regret my divorce, but <laughs> I, I and I still don't think. Oh, if I have written, I mean, ten years ago, if I have written, I'd be a rich woman. <laughs> I'd, I'd be sailing in the yacht club, <laughs> but I, mean, I could afford cream to look younger. So it's my yacht voice. I don't know. It's my regret voice, but it's. I don't regret giving away that I had that lifestyle. I lived it. I didn't like it. I guess maybe Taste it, I've lived this like, lifestyle. Maybe this just isn't what I want. And I, I mean, Mexico was great. I didn't think about anything. I just was. But you can't be on vacation all the time. That's true. No one no one lets you do that unless you have a rich Well, even those people who, you know, I, that's why I don't I enjoy working when I can. Um mm-hmm. 
because I don't want to just sit up there and do nothing. Just imagine people have all that money and they're still doing nothing. I would just want to travel, though. That's right. Cool. See all maybe, the beautiful things. I mean, maybe this could be a sign. I mentioned that earlier about maybe it's time for you to go see the world. Yeah, but then I have to do so. I mean, I could be like, Every taco truck. I mean, but, but that's the. <laughs> I will eat every taco. But but more importantly, it's what is your habanero sauce? So I mean, but I, I don't. I mean, I I'd have to somehow turn it into money. I guess I've got enough saved up that I could. You've got go to hustle do something too, like because that. like some places. God damn it, my phone. Oh, it's a different. So it plays Prince sometimes, and it plays David Bowie sometimes. My phone. But is it different? People get different songs. Um, that's yeah. so cool. Oh, you 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 personalize, <laughs> so you know who it is by which song it plays. Yeah. Technology can be so fun. See, this is the fun part of technology. So that's It's cute. the loudest fuck though. I can't imagine that somebody's. I mean, that's the cutest thing. Like, a, that's super cute. I could see that being like. It, it, helpful and cute but, but I just I still have my phone dumb my phone is still dumb and it still works but you don't here's the thing like you don't need all these stupid apps either on these on this phone I don't have any apps you know so is I mean well, yes. tax app there's an app that does your taxes yeah probably I just can't even it's just it's too hard for me to even think about yeah, having access to I don't I don't know I just don't know how to I just don't want to have technology but it's also easier for you to switch off too since you have your dumb phone because you do get addicted to like it's so weird like I freak out when I don't have my phone that's oh. weird. That sh- I shouldn't be like that. It didn't matter anyways. Like, nobody texted me. Like, I had one person text two people because one... But over a week. Like, it wasn't like... Nope, I wasn't... It was weird. It's like, I wasn't really neat. No one really needed me. There wasn't really any problems. Like... <laughs> but, but that's the thing is, like, do people feel... If people feel like they need and want this place... They'll come and they'll support the open mics. And if, I mean, we'll see tomorrow night. I'm going to tell people it's two bucks. Two dollars. And, and I have a feeling that people are going to balk at it. They're going to they're gonna be like, well, then I'm just not going to go there. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I, you got to, this space, it's just... It, and maybe, and people in San Francisco might not see the value of it, that it is a live streaming podcast that exists, that you have, that you can listen to, that you can share with your friends, that you can do whatever with. <laughs> and it's worth $2. I, I, listen, dude, I know, like I, I said, if you can buy an expensive ass coffee and be homeless, because I see that shit all the time, yeah. uh, you can spend $2 and do comedy here. That's right. what I'm just saying. Yeah. And then you can get your priorities right. Get your yeah. <laughs> well, it's just what what people want to or don't want to support, and and we'll find out if because as we already know, comics are just Assholes. human piles of crap, <laughs> and you know just they're not they're like farts. They're just not even. There's no substance. <laughs> they can't even carry a wallet. You know they're like they're just farts. They're, they're like just farts. air. They're just smelly air. Right. And they just float around from place to place where it's free and they take everybody's time and make them look at them and 
They want everything for free. And they uh, and it's I'm sorry this place costs money. I'm in a, I'm t- I'm asking Common Thread too. I'm asking Friday's open mic to at, at least a dollar to perform. They've been doing it for years. They can ask for a dollar. Oh, you if mean people, those hippies? Yeah, the hippies. Oh, Fridays. oh yeah, them hippies need to pay. A dollar. No, two dollars. No, dollar seventy-five. Two dollars and seventy-five cents. I'd like it to be two to five dollars sliding scale, but I'll take a dollar. I mean, a dollar to perform. To I have your own recording that exists on the internet. Come on. Your boy is. I know boy. people that want everything to be free, but the place isn't free. San Francisco, sure San Francisco free. isn't free. And... We've, we and have to make. We have to find a way to bring money into the space. And unless anybody out there has ideas, like it would be great hey, if you want to have a rental. They used to that eat up all great. the free food too. Yeah, back in the day. Remember the yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, you, you 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 owe us that money. <laughs> free food. Hey, we should it was put great when we had that. the free food, but it was just such a mess. It was a mess, and then they eat it all. And then and then I'd have to throw away so much, and it'd be out there, and it's just like it was just such a waste. But the thing is, it was already going to be thrown away, so it's like I, I don't yeah. know. I just two dollars. That's all. Two dollars. I want my two dollars. I want I my mean, two. It, <laughs> I could just tag onto that because I loved that movie. I thought Better that was dead. Yeah. Yeah, better off dead. I love that movie. I actually just watched it again. Two, hey, give us your two dollars. Yeah, I'm in a two dollars. Yeah, I I'm mean, gonna find a picture <laughs> and I'll post it up because oh, the kid with the, the bike. kid with the bike. <laughs> yeah. I so, oh, I think be. that's a steal. Yeah, it's a steal. Uh, there it is. I want my two dollars. No, not plus tip. No plus tip. Just, just I want my two dollars. So, how are we gonna? I mean, usually we talk about how we're gonna save the world, but how are we gonna save ourselves? That's a good fucking question. I'm still trying to figure out myself. Yeah. I mean, did you? I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, but I realize I will probably just be in the bar. For well, the rest of my life, but and, and I'm okay with that. I love. The bar. I mean, working there. <laughs> I, well, and I'd love to work in a bar, and I wonder because it's its own. At least you have your. It's it's a microcosm. You have an audience. Well, you have an audience that's your your customer base mm-hmm. that tips yeah. you based off your entertainment or, value, one of the things, and your service. Or my but, tits. But, or your tits. Kidding. Oh, tits, tits, me tits. Tits. Hashtag me too. Uh, but there's a microcosm when you work at a bar that's almost like a little family where yeah. you know each other and people, you know, care about each other's right. lives. And It's kind of like Cheers. Yeah. Um, but... I'm also studying to get my, uh, do my, my, I'm taking a Cicerone prep course, which what Cicerone, does that mean? Cicerone is a beer expert. Cicerone. It's like, like a, a the sommelier of beers. That's amazing. Yeah. Where, where does one take classes? For um, I'm actually like taking at my job, this guy, shout out to Rich Higgins, who's a master Cicerone, uh, or Cicerone, excuse me. Um, he gives these cat classes like a couple times a year, and they're prep courses for you to take the uh, that the test, which is hard, and which I need to study. The test. Yeah. So, and I want to do that by the end of the year. How long is the test? I think it's a couple hours. 
I think it's yeah. a couple hours. And um, it's like about it's about the, beer, the science of it all, and like styles, how to make it, ABV and ABV, all things, the foam, wow. the intensity, disalinide, different acids that you use. Disal, what does that mean? Mm. That's a certain uh, certain acid. I think I said it right. That wow. is um, like a buttery. You can. It's a buttery kind of uh, flavor. Mm. I love beer. Yeah. So and then you get to drink it. Mm. So with that, I can get a job almost anywhere. And seeing as I am a woman of color, Ooh. there aren't a lot of women of color that are cicerones. That right there is an opportunity for me to possibly work at a brewery get a job really quickly yeah oh my gosh that'd be great so i'm using i'm using my well, well my identity politics on for me to get a job well and working at a and being the first hopefully yeah or, that would be, or in the 10th well something. like and there are so many breweries here in san francisco right that would be so cool. So that's, I guess, that's what I'm going to end up doing when I grow up. Well, I think that's just where it's where the needle's going to fall for me. Right. Well, Anchor Brewing, they have. You would be great as uh, one of their knowledgeable. Like they have like a whole education department because they have tours and shit like that. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be in a you, tour. I would. I would actually like to like work at a smaller, newer one. 